Section 13 of The Natural History, Volume 6. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michelle Eaton. The Natural History, Volume 6, by Pliny the Elder. Translated by John Bostock and Henry Thomas Riley. Section 13. Book 28. Chapters 46 to 61. Chapter 46. Remedies for Diseases of the Head and for Alopecia. Bear's grease mixed with ladanum and the plant adiantum prevents the hair from falling off. It is a cure also for alopecia and defects in the eyebrows mixed with the fungus from the wick of a lamp and the soot that is found in the nozzle. Used with wine, it is good for the cure of Parisio, a malady which is also treated with the ashes of deer's horns in wine. This last substance also prevents the growth of vermin in the hair. For Parisio, some persons employ goat's gall in combination with simoleon chalk and vinegar, leaving the preparation to dry for a time on the head. Sow's gall, too, mixed with bull's urine, is employed for a similar purpose, and when old, it is an effectual cure, with the addition of sulphur for furfuraceous eruptions. The ashes, it is thought, of an ass's genitals will make the hair grow more thickly and prevent it from turning grey. The proper method of applying it being to shave the head and to pound the ashes in a leaden mortar with oil. Similar effects are attributed to the genitals of an ass's foal, reduced to ashes and mixed with urine, some nard being added to render the mixture less offensive. In case of alopecia, the part affected is rubbed with bull's gall, warmed with Egyptian alum. Running ulcers of the head are successfully treated with bull's urine or stale human urine in combination with cyclaminos and sulphur, but the most effectual remedy is calf's gall, a substance which heated with vinegar has also the effect of exterminating lice. Veal suet pounded with salt and applied to ulcers of the head is a very useful remedy. The fat, too, of the fox is highly spoken of, but the greatest value is set upon cat's dung, applied in a similar manner with mustard. Powdered goat's horns, or the horns reduced to ashes, those of the he-goat in particular, with the addition of nitre, tamarisk seed, butter and oil, are remarkably effectual for preventing the hair from coming off, the head being first shaved for the purpose. So too the ashes of burnt goat's flesh, applied to the eyebrows with oil, impart to them a black tint. By using goat's milk, they say, lice may be exterminated and the dung of those animals with honey is thought to be a cure for alopecia the ashes too of the hoofs mixed with pitch prevent the hair from coming off the ashes of a burnt hair mixed with oil of myrtle alleviate headache the patient drinking some water that has been left in the trough after an ox or ass has been drinking there the male organs of a fox worn as an amulet are productive if we choose to believe it of a similar effect 
the same too with the ashes of a burnt deer's horn applied with vinegar rose oil or oil of iris chapter forty seven remedies for affections of the eyes for defluxions of the eyes beef suet boiled with oil is applied to the parts affected and for eruptions of those organs ashes of burnt deer's horns are similarly employed the tips of the horns being considered the most effectual for the purpose for the cure of cataract it is reckoned a good plan to apply a wolf's excrements the same substance too reduced to ashes is used for the dispersion of films in combination with attic honey bear's gall too is similarly employed and for the cure of epinictus wild boar's lard mixed with oil of roses is thought to be very useful an ass's hoof reduced to ashes and applied with ass's milk is used for the removal of marks in the eyes and indurations of the crystalline humours beef marrow from the right foreleg beaten up with soot is employed for affections of the eyebrows and for diseases of the eyelids and corners of the eyes for the same purpose also a sort of calibre farum is prepared from soot the best of all being that made from a wick of papyrus mixed with oil of sesame the soot being removed with a feather and caught in a new vessel prepared for the purpose this mixture too is very efficacious for preventing superfluous eyelashes from growing again when once pulled out bull's gall is made up into eye salves with white of egg these salves being steeped in water and applied to the eyes for four days successively veal suet with goose grease and the extracted juice of ossimum is remarkably good for diseases of the eyelids veal marrow with the addition of an equal proportion of wax and oil or oil of roses an egg being added to the mixture is used as a liniment for indurations of the eyelids soft goat's milk cheese is used as an application with warm water to allay defluxions of the eyes but when they are attended with swelling honey is used instead of the water in both cases however the eyes should be fermented with warm whey in cases of dry ophthalmia it is found a very useful plan to take the mussels lying within a loin of pork and after reducing them to ashes to pound and apply them to the part affected she-goats they say are never affected with ophthalmia from the circumstance that they browse upon certain kinds of herbs the same too with the gazelle hence it is that we find it recommended at the time of a new moon to swallow the dung of these animals coated with wax as they are able to see too by night it is a general belief that the blood of a he-goat is a cure for those persons affected with dimness of sight to whom the greeks have given the name of nyctalopes a similar virtue is attributed to the liver of a she-goat boiled in astringent wine some are in the habit of rubbing the eyes with the thick gravy which exudes from a she-goat's liver roasted or with the gall of that animal they recommend the flesh also as a diet and say that the patient should expose his eyes to the fumes of it while boiling it is a general opinion too that the animal should be of a reddish colour another prescription is to fumigate the eyes with the steam arising 
from the liver boiled in an earthen jar, or, according to some authorities, roasted. Goat's gall is applied for numerous purposes, with honey or film, repeat, with honey for films upon the eyes, with one-third part of white hellebore for cataract, with wine for spots upon the eyes, indurations of the cornea, films, webs and argema, with extracted juice of cabbage, for diseases of the eyelids, the hairs being first pulled out, and the preparation left to dry on the parts affected, and with woman's milk for rupture of the coats of the eye. For all these purposes, the gall is considered the most efficacious when dried. Nor is the dung of this animal held in disesteem, being applied with honey for defluxions of the eyes. The marrow, too, of a goat, or a hare's lights, we find used for pains in the eyes, and the gall of a goat, with raisin wine or honey, for the dispersion of films upon those organs. It is recommended also for ophthalmia, to anoint the eyes with wolf's fat or swine's marrow. We find it asserted, too, that persons who carry a wolf's tongue, inserted in a bracelet, will always be exempt from ophthalmia. Chapter 48 Remedies for Diseases and Affections of the Ears Pains and diseases of the ears are cured by using the urine of a wild boar. Kept in a glass vessel, or the gall of a wild boar, swine or ox, mixed with castor oil and oil of roses in equal proportions. But the best remedy of all is bull's gall, warmed with leek juice or with honey, if there is any suppuration. Bull's gall, too, warmed by itself in a pomegranate rind, is an excellent remedy for offensive exhalations from the ears. In combination with woman's milk, it is efficacious as a cure for rupture of those organs. Some persons are of opinion that it is a good plan to wash the ears with this preparation in cases where the hearing is affected, while others again, after washing the ears with warm water, insert a mixture composed of the old slough of a serpent and vinegar wrapped up in a docile of wool. In cases, however, where the deafness is very considerable, Gall warmed in a pomegranate rind, with myrrh and rue, is injected into the ears. Sometimes also fat bacon is used for this purpose, or fresh asses dung, mixed with oil of roses. In all cases, however, the ingredients should be warmed. The foam from a horse's mouth is better still, or the ashes of fresh horse dung, mixed with oil of roses. Fresh butter too is good. Beef suet mixed with goose grease, the urine of a bull or she-goat, or fuller's lant, heated to such a degree that the steam escapes by the neck of the vessel. For this purpose also, one-third part of vinegar is mixed with a small portion of the urine of a calf, which has not begun to graze. They apply also to the ears calf's dung, mixed with the gall of that animal, and sloughs of serpents care being taken to warm the ears before the application, and all the remedies being wrapped in wool. Veal suet, too, is used with goose grease and extract of osimum, or else veal marrow mixed with bruised cumin and injected into the ears. For pains in the ears, the liquid ejected by a boar in copulation is used, 
due care being taken to receive it before it falls to the ground. For fractures of the ears, a glutinous composition is made from the genitals of a calf, which is dissolved in water when used, and for other diseases of these organs, fox's fat is employed. Goat gall mixed with rose oil warmed, or else extracted juice of leek. In all cases where there is any rupture, these preparations are used in combination with woman's milk. Where a patient is suffering from hardness of hearing, ox gall is employed with the urine of a he or she goat. The same too, where there is any suppuration. Whatever the purpose for which they are wanted, it is the general opinion that these substances are more efficacious when they have been smoked in a goat's horn for 20 days. Hare's rennet, too, is highly spoken of. Taken in a Minian wine, in the proportion of one-third of a denarius of rennet to one-half of a denarius of sycopanum, bears grease mixed with equal proportions of wax and bull suet as a cure for eposthumes of the parotid glands. Some persons add hypothesis to the composition, or else content themselves with employing butter only. After first fermenting the parts affected with a decoction of fenugreek, the good effects of which are augmented by strychnos. The testes, too, of the fox are very useful for this purpose, as also bull's blood, dried and reduced to powder. She-goat's urine made warm is used as an injection for the ears, and a liniment is made of the dung of those animals in combination with axle grease. Chapter 49. Remedies for Toothache. The ashes of deer's horns strengthen loose teeth and allay toothache, used either as a friction or as a gargle. Some persons, however, are of opinion that the horn, unburnt and reduced to powder, is still more efficacious for all these purposes. Dentifrices are made both from the powder and the ashes. Another excellent remedy is a wolf's head reduced to ashes. It is a well-known fact, too, that there are bones generally found in the excrements of that animal. These bones attached to the body as an amulet are productive of advantageous effects. For the cure of toothache, hare's rennet is injected into the ear. The head also of that animal, reduced to ashes, is used in the form of a dentifrice, and with the addition of nard, is a corrective of bad breath. Some persons, however, think it is a better plan to mix the ashes of a mouse's head with the dentifrice. In the side of the hair, there is a bone found similar to a needle in appearance. For the cure of toothache, it is recommended to scarify the gums with this bone. The paste and bone of an ox, ignited and applied to loose teeth which ache, has the effect of strengthening them in the sockets. The same bone reduced to ashes and mixed with myrrh is also used as a dentifrice. The ashes of burnt pig's feet are productive of a similar effect, as also the calcined bones of the cotyloid cavities in which the hip bones move. It is a well-known fact that introduced into the throat of beasts of burden, these bones are a cure for worms and that, in a calcined state, they are good for strengthening the teeth. When the teeth have been loosened by a blow, they are strengthened by using ass's milk, or else ashes of the burnt teeth of that animal, 
or a horse's lichen, reduced to powder and injected into the ear with oil. By lichen I do not mean the hippomanes, a noxious substance which I purposely forbear to enlarge upon, but an excrescence which forms upon the knees of horses and just above the hooves. In the heart of this animal there is also found a bone which bears a close resemblance to the eye-teeth of a dog. If the gums are scarified with this bone, or with a tooth taken from the jawbone of a dead horse, corresponding in place with the tooth affected, the pain will be removed, they say. Anaxilaeus assures us that if the liquid which exudes from a mare when covered is ignited on the wick of a lamp, it will give out a most marvellous representation of horses' heads, and the same with reference to the she-ass. As to the hippomanes, it is possessed of properties so virulent and so truly magical that if it is only thrown into fused metal, which is being cast into the resemblance of an Olympian mare, it will excite in all stallions that approach it a perfect frenzy for copulation. Another remedy for diseases of the teeth is joiner's glue, boiled in water and applied. Care being taken to remove it very speedily and instantly to rinse the teeth with wine in which sweet pomegranate rind has been boiled. It is considered also a very efficacious remedy to wash the teeth with goat's milk or bull's gall. The paste and bones of a she-goat, just killed, reduced to ashes, and indeed, to avoid the necessity for repetition of any other four-footed beast reared in the farmyard, are considered to make an excellent dentifrice. Chapter 50 Remedies for Diseases of the Face It is generally believed that ass's milk effaces wrinkles in the face, renders the skin more delicate, and preserves its whiteness, and it is a well-known fact that some women are in the habit of washing their face with it seven hundred times daily, strictly observing that number. Poppea, the wife of the Emperor Nero, was the first to practice this. Indeed, she had sitting baths, prepared solely with ass's milk, for which purpose whole troops of she-asses used to attend her on her journeys. Purulent eruptions on the face are removed by an application of butter, but white lead mixed with the butter is an improvement. Pure butter alone is used for serpiginous eruptions of the face, a layer of barley meal being powdered over it. The call of a cow that has just calved is applied, while still moist, to ulcers of the face. The following recipe may seem frivolous, but still, to please the women, it must not be omitted. The paste and bone of a white steer, they say, boiled forty days and forty nights, till it is quite dissolved, and then applied to the face in a linen cloth, will remove wrinkles and preserve the whiteness of the skin. An application of bull's dung, they say, will impart a rosy tint to the cheeks, and not crocodilia even is better for the purpose. The face, however, must be washed with cold water, both before and after the application. Sunburns and all other discolorations of the skin are removed by the aid of calves' dung, kneaded up by hand with oil and gum. Ulcerations and chaps of the mouth by an application of veal or beef suet, mixed with goose grease and juice of osimum. 
There is another composition also made of veal suet, with stag's marrow and leaves of white thorn, the whole beaten up together. Marrow too mixed with resin, even if it be cow marrow only, is equally good, and the broth of cow beef is productive of similar effects. A most excellent remedy for the lichens on the face is a glutinous substance prepared from the genitals of a male calf, melted with vinegar and live sulphur, and stirred together with a branch of a fig tree. This composition is applied twice a day, and should be used quite fresh. This glue, similarly prepared from a decoction of honey and vinegar, is a cure for leprous spots, which are also removed by applying a he-goat's liver warm. Elephantiasis, too, is removed by an application of goat's gall, and leprous spots and furfuraceous eruptions by employing bull's gall with the addition of nitrate, or else ass's urine, about the rising of the dog star. Spots on the face are removed by either bull's gall or ass's gall, diluted in water by itself, care being taken to avoid the sun or wind after the skin has peeled off. A similar effect is produced also by using bull's gall or calf's gall in combination with seed of unilla and the ashes of a deer's horn burnt at the rising of canicula. Ass's fat in particular restores the natural colour to scars and spots on the skin caused by lichen or leprosy. A he-goat's gall mixed with cheese, live sulphur and sponge reduced to the ashes effectively removes freckles, the composition being brought to the consistency of honey before being applied. Some persons, however, prefer using dried gall and mix with it warm bran in the proportion of one obolus to four oboli of honey, the spots being rubbed briskly first. Egoat suet, too, is highly efficacious, used in combination with gith, sulphur and iris, this mixture being also employed with goose grease, stag's marrow, resin and lime, for the cure of cracked lips. I find it stated by certain authors that persons who have freckles on the skin are looked upon as disqualified from taking any part in the sacrifices prescribed by the magic art. Chapter 51. Remedies for diseases of the tonsillary glands and for scrofula. Cow's milk or goat's milk is good for ulcerations of the tonsillary glands and of the trachea. It is used in the form of a gargle, warm from the udder or heated. Goat's milk being the best, boiled with mallows and a little salt. A broth made from tripe is an excellent gargle for ulcerations of the tongue and trachea, and for diseases of the tonsillary glands. The kidneys of a fox are considered a sovereign remedy, dried and beaten up with honey and applied externally. For quinsy, bull's gall or goat's gall is used mixed with honey. A badger's liver taken in water is good for offensive breath, and butter has a healing effect upon ulcerations of the mouth. When a pointed or other substance is stuck in the throat by rubbing it externally with cat's dung, the substance, they say, will either come up again or pass downwards into the stomach. Scrofulous sores are dispersed by applying the gall of a wild boar or of an ox, warmed for the purpose. 
but it is only when the sores are ulcerated that hair's rennet is used, applied in a linen cloth with wine. The ashes of the burnt hoof of an ass or horse, applied with oil or water, is good for dispersing scrofulous sores. Warmed urine also, the ashes of an ox's hoof taken in water, goat's dung boiled in vinegar, or the testes of a fox. Soap too is very useful for this purpose, an invention of the Gauls for giving a reddish tint to the hair. This substance is prepared from tallow and ashes, the best ashes for the purpose being those of the beech and yolk elm. There are two kinds of it, the hard soap and the liquid, both of them much used by the people of Germany, the men in particular more than the women. Chapter 52 Remedies for Pains in the Neck For pains in the neck, the part should be well rubbed with butter or bear's grease, and for a stiff neck with beef suet, a substance which, in combination with oil, is very useful for the cure of scrofula. For the painful cramp, attended with inflexibility, to which people give the name of apisthotone, the urine of a she-goat injected into the ears is found very useful as also a liniment made of the dung of that animal, mixed with bulbs. In cases where the nails have been crushed, it is an excellent plan to attach them to the gall of any kind of animal. Wicklows upon the fingers should be treated with dried bull's gall, dissolved in warm water. Some persons are in the habit of adding sulphur and alum of each an equal weight. Chapter 53 Remedies for cough and for spitting of blood. A wolf's liver administered in mulled wine is a cure for cough. A bear's gall also mixed with honey. The ashes of tips of cow horn, or else the saliva of a horse taken in the drink for three consecutive days. In which last case the horse will be sure to die, they say. A deer's lights are useful for the same purpose dried with the gullet of the animal in the smoke, and then beaten up with honey, and taken daily as an electuary. The spitter deer, be it remarked, is the kind that is the most efficacious for the purpose. Spitting of blood is cured by taking ashes of burnt deer's horns, or else a hare's rennet, in drink, in doses of one-third of a denarius, with Samian earth and myrtle wine. The dung of this last animal, reduced to ashes and taken in the evening with wine, is good for coughs that are recurrent at night. The smoke, too, of a hare's fur inhaled has the effect of bringing off from the lungs such humours as are difficult to be discharged by expectoration. Purulent ulcerations of the chest and lungs and bad breath, proceeding from a morbid state of the lungs, are successfully treated with butter boiled with an equal quantity of attic honey, till it assumes a reddish hue, a spoonful of the mixture being taken by the patient every morning. Some persons, however, instead of honey, prefer using larch resin for the purpose. In cases where there are discharges of blood, cow's blood, they say, is good, taken in small quantities with vinegar. But as to bull's blood, it would be a rash thing to believe in any such recommendation. For inveterate spitting of blood, bull glue is taken in doses of three oboli in warm water. Chapter 54. 
Remedies for Affections of the Stomach Ulcerations of the stomach are effectually treated with ass's milk or cow's milk. For gnawing pains in that region, beef is stewed with vinegar and wine. Fluxes are healed by taking the ashes of burnt deer's horn and discharges of blood by drinking the blood of a kid, just killed, made hot in doses of three cyathi, with equal proportions of vinegar and tart wine, or else by taking kid's rennet with twice the quantity of vinegar. Chapter 55. Remedies for liver complaints and for asthma. Liver complaints are cured by taking a wolf's liver dried in honeyed wine, or by using the dried liver of an ass, with twice the quantity of rock parsley and three nuts, the whole beaten up with honey and taken with the food. The blood, too, of a he-goat is prepared and taken with the food. For persons suffering from asthma, the most efficient remedy of all is the blood of wild horses taken in drink. For persons suffering from asthma, the most efficient remedy of all is the blood of wild horses taken in drink, and next to that ass's milk boiled with bulbs, the whey being the part used, with the addition of nasturtium, steeped in water and tempered with honey, in the proportion of one cyathus of nasturtium to three semisextari of whey. The liver or lights of a fox, taken in red wine or bear's gall in water, facilitate the respiration. Chapter 56 Remedies for pains in the loins. For pains in the loins and all other affections which require emollients, frictions with bear's grease should be used, or else ashes of stale boar's dung or swine's dung should be mixed with wine and given to the patients. The magicians too have added to this branch of medicine their own fanciful devices. In the first place of all, madness in he goats, they say may be effectually calmed by stroking the beard, and if the beard is cut off, the goat will never stray to another flock. To the above composition they add goat's dung, and recommend it to be held in the hollow of the hand, as hot as possible. A greased linen cloth being placed beneath, and care being taken to hold it in the right hand, if the pain is on the left side, and in the left hand if the pain is on the right. They recommend also that the dung employed for this purpose should be taken up on the point of a needle made of copper. The mode of treatment is for the patient to hold the mixture in his hand till the heat is felt to have penetrated to the loins, after which the hand is rubbed with a pounded leek and the loins with the same dung annealed with honey. They prescribe also for the same malady the testes of a hare to be eaten by the patient. In cases of sciatica, they are for applying cow dung warmed upon hot ashes in leaves. And for pains in the kidneys, they recommend a hare's kidneys to be swallowed raw or perhaps boiled, but without letting them be touched by the teeth. If a person carries about him the pastern bone of a hare, he will never be troubled with pains in the bowels, they say. Chapter 57. Remedies for Affections of the Spleen. Affections of the spleen are alleviated by taking the gall of a wild boar or hog in drink, ashes of burnt deer's horns in vinegar, or what is best of all, the dried spleen of an ass, 
the good effects being sure to be felt in the course of three days. The first dung voided by an ass's foal, a substance known as polea, by the people of Syria, is administered in oxymel for these complaints. A dried horse tongue, too, is taken in wine, a sovereign remedy which Cecilius Bion tells us he first heard of when living among the barbarous nations. The milk of a cow or ox is used in a similar manner, but when it is quite fresh, the practice is to roast or boil it and take it with the food. For pains in the liver, a topical application is made by bruising twenty heads of garlic in one sextarius of vinegar and applying them in a piece of ox bladder. For the same malady, the magicians recommend a calf's milt, bought at the price set upon it and without any haggling that being an important point, and one that should be religiously observed. This done, the milt must be cut in two lengthwise and attached to the patient's shirt on either side, after which the patient must put it on and let the pieces fall at his feet, and must then pick them up and dry them in the shade. While this last is doing, the diseased liver of the patient will gradually contract, they say and he will eventually be cured. The lights, too, of a fox are very useful for this purpose, dried on hot ashes and taken in water. The same, too, with a kid's milt, applied to the part affected. Chapter 58. Remedies for Bowel Complaints To arrest looseness of the bowels, deer's blood is used. The ashes also of deer's horns, the liver of a wild boar, taken fresh and without salt in wine. A swine's liver roasted, or that of a he-goat, boiled in five semi-sextari of wine. A hare's rennet boiled in quantities the size of a chickpea, in wine or, if there are symptoms of fever, in water. To this last, some persons add nut galls, while others again content themselves with hare's blood boiled by itself in milk. Ashes, too, of burnt horse dung are taken in water for this purpose, or else ashes of the part of an old bull's horn, which lies nearest the root, sprinkled in water. The blood, too, of a he-goat boiled upon charcoal, or a decoction made from a goat's hide boiled with the hair on. For relaxing the bowels, a horse's rennet is used, or else the blood marrow or liver of a she-goat. A similar effect is produced by applying a wolf's gall to the navel, with elaterium by taking mare's milk, goat's milk with salt and honey, or a she-goat's gall with juice of cyclaminos, and a little alum, in which last case some prefer adding nitre and water to the mixture. Bull's gall, too, is used for a similar purpose, beaten up with wormwood and applied in the form of a suppository or butter is taken in considerable doses. Celiac affections and dysentery are cured by taking cow's liver, ashes of deer horns, a pinch in three fingers swallowed in water, hare's rennet kneaded up in bread, or, if there is any discharge of blood, taken with polenta, or else boar's dung, swine's dung, or hare's dung, reduced to ashes and mixed with mulled wine. Among the remedies also for the celiac flux and dysentery, veal broth is reckoned, a remedy very commonly used. If the patient takes ass's milk for these complaints, 
it will be all the better if honey is added, and no less efficacious for either complaint or the ashes of asses' dung taken in wine, or else polia, the substance above mentioned. In such cases, even when attended with the discharge of blood, we find a horse's rennet recommended by some persons known as hippus, ashes of burnt horse dung, horse's teeth pounded, and boiled cow's milk. In cases of dysentery, it is recommended to add a little honey, and for the cure of griping pains, ashes of deer's horns, bull's gall mixed with cumin, or the flesh of a gourd, should be applied to the navel. For both complaints, new cheese made of cow's milk is used as an injection. Butter also, in the proportion of four semi-sextari to two ounces of turpentine, or else employed with a decoction of mallows or with oil of roses. Veal suet or beef suet is also given, and the marrow of those animals is boiled with meal, a little wax and some oil, so as to form a sort of pottage. This marrow too is kneaded up with bread for a similar purpose, or else goat's milk is used boiled down to one half. In cases too where there are gripings in the bowels, wine of the first running is administered. For the last name pains, some persons are of opinion that it is a sufficient remedy to take a single dose of hare's rennet in mulled wine, though others again, who are more distrustful, are in the habit of applying a liniment to the abdomen made of goat's blood, barley meal and resin. For all the defluxions of the bowels, it is recommended to apply soft cheese and for celiac affections and dysentery, old cheese. Powdered, one syathus of cheese being taken in three syathi of ordinary wine. Goat's blood is boiled down with the marrow of those animals for the cure of dysentery and the celiac flux is effectually treated with the roasted liver of a she-goat, or what is still better, the liver of a he-goat, boiled in astringent wine, and administered in the drink, or else applied to the navel with oil of myrtle. Some persons boil down the liver in three sextari of water, to half a sextarius, and then add rue to it. The milt of a he or she-goat is sometimes roasted for this purpose, or the suet of a he-goat is incorporated in bread baked upon the ashes. The fat, too, of a she-goat taken from the kidneys more particularly is used. This last, however, must be taken by itself and swallowed immediately, being generally recommended to be taken in water moderately cool. Some persons, too, boil goat's suet in water, with a mixture of polenta, cumin, anise and vinegar and for the cure of celiac affections, they rub the abdomen with a decoction of goat's dung and honey. For both the celiac flux and the dysentery, kid's rennet is employed, taken in myrtle wine, in pieces the size of a bean, or else kid's blood, prepared in the form of a dish, known by the name of sanguiculus. For dysentery, an injection is employed, made of bull glue dissolved in warm water. Flatulency is dispelled by a decoction of calf's dung in wine. For intestinal affections, deer's rennet is highly recommended, boiled with beef and lentils and taken with the food. Hare's fur also reduced to ashes and boiled with honey, or boiled goat's milk, 
taken with a small quantity of mallows and some salt. If rennet is added, the remedy will be all the more effectual. Goat suet, taken in any kind of broth, is possessed of similar virtues, care being taken to swallow cold water immediately after. The ashes of a kid's thighs are said to be marvellously efficacious for intestinal hernia, as also hare's dung boiled with honey and taken daily in pieces the size of a bean. Indeed, these remedies are said to have proved effectual in cases where a cure has been quite despaired of. The broth, too, made from a goat's head, boiled with the hair on, is highly recommended. Chapter 59 Remedies for tenesmus, tapeworm and affections of the colon. The disease called tenesmus, or in other words a frequent and ineffectual desire to go to stool, is removed by drinking ass's milk or cow's milk. The various kinds of tapeworm are expelled by taking the ashes of deer's horns in drink. The bones which we have spoken of as being found in the excrements of the wolf, worn attached to the arm, are curative of diseases of the colon, provided they have not been allowed to touch the ground. Pelea, too, a substance already mentioned, is remarkably useful for this purpose. Boiled in grape juice, the same too with swine's dung, powdered and mixed with cumin in a decoction of rue. The antler of a young stag, reduced to ashes and taken in wine, mixed with African snails, crushed with the shells on, is considered a very useful remedy. Chapter 60. Remedies for affections of the bladder and for urinary calculi. Diseases of the bladder and the torments attendant upon calculi are treated with the urine of a wild boar or the bladder of that animal taken as food, both of them being still more efficacious if they have been thoroughly soaked first. The bladder when eaten should be boiled first, and if the patient is a female, it should be a sow's bladder. There are found in the liver of the wild boar certain small stones, or what in hardness resemble small stones, of a white hue, and resembling those found in the liver of the common swine. If these stones are pounded and taken in wine, they will expel calculi, it is said. So oppressed is the wild boar, by the burden of his urine, that if he has not first voided it, he is unable to take to flight, and suffers himself to be taken as though he were enchained to the spot. This urine, they say, has a consuming effect upon urinary calculi. The kidneys of a hare, dried and taken in wine, act as an expellent upon calculi. We have already mentioned that in the gammon of the hog there are certain joint bones, a decoction made from them is remarkably useful for urinary affections. The kidneys of an ass dried and pounded and administered in undiluted wine are a cure for diseases of the bladder. The excrescences that grow on horses' legs, taken for 40 days in ordinary wine or honeyed wine, expel urinary calculi. The ashes too of a horse's hoof, taken in wine or water, are considered highly useful for this purpose. And the same with the dung of a she-goat. If a wild goat, all the better, taken in honeyed wine. Goat's hair too is used, reduced to ashes. For carbuncles upon the generative organs, 
the brains and blood of a wild boar or swine are highly recommended and for serpiginous affections of those parts the liver of those animals is used burnt upon juniper wood more particularly and mixed with papyrus and arsenic the ashes also of their dung ox gall kneaded to the consistency of honey with egyptian alum and myrrh beetroot boiled in wine being laid upon it or else beef running ulcers of those parts are treated with veal suet and marrow boiled in wine or with the gall of a she-goat mixed with honey and the extracted juice of the bramble in cases where these ulcers are serpiginous it is recommended to use goat's dung with honey or vinegar or else butter by itself swellings of the testes are reduced by using veal suet with nitre or the dung of an animal boiled in vinegar the bladder of a wild boar eaten roasted acts as a check upon incontinence of urine a similar effect being produced by the ashes of the feet of a wild boar or swine sprinkled in the drink the ashes of a sow's bladder taken in drink the bladder or lights of a kid a hare's brains taken in wine the testes of a male hare grilled the rennet of that animal taken with goose grease and polenta or the kidneys of an ass beaten up and taken in undiluted wine the magicians tell us that after taking the ashes of a boar's genitals in sweet wine the patient must make water in a dog kennel and repeat the following formula this i do that i may not wet my bed as a dog does on the other hand a swine's bladder attached to the groin facilitates the discharge of the urine provided it has not already touched the ground chapter sixty one remedies for diseases of the generative organs and of the fundament for diseases of the fundament a sovereign remedy is bear's gall mixed with the grease to which some persons are in the habit of adding litharge and frankincense butter too is very good employed with goose grease and oil of roses the proportions in which they are mixed will be regulated by the circumstances of the case care being taken to see that they are of a consistency which admits of their being easily applied bull's gall upon lint is a remarkably useful remedy and has the effect of making chaps of the fundament cicatrise with great rapidity swellings of those parts are treated with veal suet that from the loins in particular mixed with rue for other affections goat's blood is used with polenta goat's gall too is employed by itself for the cure of condylomata and sometimes wolf's gall mixed with wine bear's blood is curative of inflamed tumours and apostemes upon these parts in general as also bull's blood dried and powdered the best remedy however is considered to be the stone which the wild ass voids with its urine it is said at the moment he is killed this stone which is in a somewhat liquefied state at first becomes solid when it reaches the ground attached to the thigh it disperses all collections of humours and all kinds of suppurations it is but rarely found however and it is not every wild ass that produces it but as a remedy it is held in high esteem ass's urine too used in combination with gith is highly recommended 
the ashes of a horse's hoof, applied with oil and water, a horse's blood, that of a stone horse in particular, the blood also of an ox or cow, or the gall of those animals. Their flesh too, applied warm, is productive of similar results. The hoofs reduced to ashes and taken in water or honey, the urine of a she-goat, the flesh of a he-goat, boiled in water, the dung of these animals boiled with honey, or else a boar's gall, or swine's urine, applied in wool. Riding on horseback, we well know, galls and chafes the inside of the thighs. The best remedy for accidents of this nature is to rub the parts with the foam which collects at a horse's mouth. Where there are swellings in the groin arising from ulcers, a cure is effected by inserting in the sores three horse hairs tied with as many knots. End of section 13